The World Show with Nikki B. And if you missed it live, catch the podcast on kaya959.co.za. Brand new sound. First heard on the World Show with Nikki B. And yes, there are going to be lots first heard on the World Show. Uh, of course, of this album, an incredible album. But talking about the album, welcome always to the World Show. The brother moves on. I've got two members right here with me, Sia and Zimbiwe. Thank you for being here. <laughs> it feels like, I mean, you've been coming in because you've been so busy and everything's worth talking about. <laughs> and it's always my pleasure. Good yes, to be here. Good to be here. but I am so excited about tonight because I've spent the weekend listening to this epic album. Tell me the title. She he who feeds you owns you. Thank you, she he. <laughs> she he who feeds you owns you. And sometimes I can just say she, and sometimes I can just say he. Well, our younger uh, compatriots have. Uh, advises that it should have been them who feed you uh, own yourself. Oh, that's so right. It, and it, take it, out the pronouns. Yeah, it's, 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 it's open for, you know, revision. Yes. You know, that's the kind of reality we live in right now. Yes. <laughs> but I suppose it's one of those those titles that you can say uh, they who feed... What what did you say? Them. Them, them who yeah. feeds you. Them who feeds <laughs> you, owns you. Yes, yeah. absolutely. But what a beautiful, beautiful album. Before we go fully into it, I mean, you guys have been so busy with your last album in Daba is your collaborations everything else tell me a little bit of what's been happening in this year you've been traveling performing abroad yeah yeah we yeah. went to Sony Ver in Paris uh, we had a lot we were supposed to have a European tour uh, last year, about uh, November going into December at this time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the good old COVID shut it down and one show held on, which was Sony Vera in Paris. And uh, we went down and played that show. And we're going back and now we've got nine shows. Sure. Yeah. But prior to that, we wanted to touch home first. Yes. So we're going to Cape Town for the 22nd and 23rd. And we're in Joburg to launch the album because that's the day the album launches on the 28th and the 29th we go to Durban. Fantastic. And where are you playing on the 28th? 28th we're playing at the local grill in Parktown because the name of the album is She He Who Feeds You. Yes. <laughs> Be careful of that one. They might think they own you. <laughs> on the 29th we had the chairman and on the 22nd we had Zaitmaka and the 23rd at Selective Live. Fantastic. We're going to repeat all of that towards the end of the show. But tell me a little bit about this album, because when you were here last, you did warn me for your last album. You did say, hang on, this, that was a tribute album. This is a fresh new angle on things. But in many ways, for me, this is also a tribute album. Well, it's, I think, a tribute to the last uh, five to eight years of mourning and uh, engaging with this idea of rebirthing the brother moves on as an idea internally, I guess, yeah? Yeah. yeah. So, I, I, a tribute to that, but uh, also a tribute to our day ones, you know? Like, um, the people are like, we can't find your music. Why can't we find your music? Why can't I own your music? It's, it's now that music. It's now that music. But I said a tribute. You know why I said a tribute album? Because as I was listening to it, this album for me draws on 
South African and even other African traditions. Oh, that's what we are. Yes. Oh, that's, that, that's what we are. That's what we attribute as our identity. Yes. And, <laughs> and what particularly do you think this album is drawing on? Some beware. <laughs> letting Sia do all that. No, I, I mean, I, I hardly do interviews, guys. So, yes. yeah, that's why I always, yeah. In fact, just, I don't think you've ever come for a chat yeah, no, before. I, I never really yes. do interviews. <laughs> because, <laughs> interviews are just really hard. Uh, the listeners will have to forgive me on that one. You know, I'm just accompanying Sia. No, don't no, be no, 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 come on, come on. <laughs> Are you keeping the rhythm, brother? Yeah, You're keeping man. the rhythm. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. So I was saying this album draws for me very strongly on traditions and whether that's conscious or unconscious mm -hmm. in what came out in the songs. I'm definitely picking up references or tributes, if you like. Yeah, yeah. There's, there is a lot of uh, references and tributes that, you know, and... Can you just really take on? <laughs> you know, you know the drummers and the bass players. Yeah. They, they, don't, don't, they, they don't want to talk. They don't want to talk. No, talk. That's why I'm forcing them to talk. They do want to sing it first, so yes. you know we're getting somewhere. <laughs> but like we're we're a band like the the Waters of this world, mm -hmm. the 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 Sakiles of this world. The, what other bands can we go to? The Batsumis yeah. of this world. Yes. This is why the the tribute album that came before made so much sense. Is that we're grounded in the fact that we come from a tradition that's, I think, close to that, close to getting to a century old of music, you know, of um, black music as well, in particular. And so we, we know we come from that, we're influenced by that. And at times it's not easy because the market has a hard time dealing with how do you compress it, how do you sell it quickly, how do you get a radio edit, how do you. And this music is a spiritual thing so it defies that and we wanted to be a pop band i promise you we tried hard but, <laughs> but i'm sorry knowing you brothers <laughs> no, definitely it's more like a case of the underground is overground you know yeah. but will remain underground yeah. overground yeah. yes yeah. but now the, the last album i mean because because when you came here about that album you said no this 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 one's coming with all original tracks and so forth had you started working on it at the same time or did you draw inspiration from what you were doing that fed this album? We started with this one. Um, it came first and we were still working on it. Then the project started with Matsuli and two of the tracks on this album, um, uh, the Madala Gunene tribute and the Batsumi tribute were actually supposed to be on the Matuli album, made two tracks too many. Okay. And they only wanted to take six of the many. So we didn't expect these two to be the ones that came out because stylistically they amazingly fit. The perfect. Yeah. Yes. What we were doing on the other one. And so um, when the label came, they were like, we'll take all of them. We'll take the Matuli ones. We'll take these. Let's talk to Matuli. Let's sort this out. Let's, let's take. We want two albums out of the situation. We're like, you have to talk to Matuli. Matuli were like, no, we were keeping what our project was. And the label was like, okay, cool. We'll take the rest and we'll make this album make sense. And we went back into the studio to finish the last bits of it. And the f up until the, that moment, we had self-invested and done it ourselves in a small studio in Pretoria uh, called Asylum Studios. And we did slowly to this point. Yes. And then started the conversation of, okay, let's release it again. 
Amazing. So we're going to go more into the release and what's happening with that as well. But, you know, you spoke about drawing on those traditions, the Sakiles, uh, the Sangamotas. But in essence, what I'm also picking up now is, on one hand, the relevance of the music, but also the fact that almost like you're allowed to do it now. You you could draw from them and now there is the freedom to do it because those, you know, those groups you mentioned were very much the underground. Yeah, well, the protest was a way more difficult thing then, you know, than it is now. <laughs> you know, you could die then. You know? Yes. And my dad used to show me, like, um, vinyl covers and be like, yeah, these guys were taken out in the Sutu by the, the secret police. These guys were taken out, you know, and he was just marking them out and showing you the cost of like this thing we were doing and so um to protest now it, at times people think oh it's so easy to do you're like yeah it's it's easy but back then it, it came at a, co- as a, a more serious cost than what it does yes. now you know it's never easy but it's well, definitely as you say well, easier. we don't protest we don't protest from uh the privilege of protesting it's protesting because the voice has not been given to those who should be leading that cause you know yes so you have to hold a center otherwise and the holding the center doesn't mean that you don't believe in what the core is holding a center means at times you need to remind those who are at the front of what the the reasons we came here are yes and i think it's an important conversation in this country right now you know, it's that, it's that to protest this idea of a uh, liberation force is not to protest our history, to protest our champions, to protest those who fought. It's to go, no, there was a higher ideal, you know, and we were taught that. It's not, it's not something, we were taught that, and who taught that to us? Those very people. So it wasn't the point so that we could ask questions. Yes. You know? Well, one thing you've never shied away from, as individuals and as a group, the brother moves on, has you've never shied away from saying what you feel like needs to be said. And that's, I appreciate very much. Thank you for that. Thank you. Hey, that's been easy. <laughs> <laughs> Just think of Sangamota. They couldn't even leave. Their car. They couldn't even step foot in South yeah. Africa. Yeah. They, if yeah. they had to travel, they had to fly to Swaziland in order to go somewhere else. Yeah. You know? No. Uh, yes. There's a story where he sits uh, at Central Park and has a conversation with himself. Uh, because he can't come home is like one of those things that stick in the back of my mind in that relation of like being isolated from home you know it's on these tours where we go for two to three weeks to europe you get that feeling you your your feet start missing the soil and you're you're starting to wear it out and you just want to come home and that's a two-week tour you know yes and still loving it no like hey enjoying Thank God for European touring. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the art gods for European touring. <laughs> well, that's something else that's worth a conversation. But for now, let's hear one of the tracks on this. Well, I'm, I, I told everybody earlier on, I said, just go and buy the album now because it's so worth it, even before you guys come in. But I know they're going to start buying as soon as they yell. (laughs) (laughs) This one is Mazel. Tell me about it. Maisel. Maisel. Yeah, so Maisel is uh, my little brother Gush Burnslow's nickname. Um, When we released The New Myth, we were heartbroken. We we had a big performance at the Museum of African Design. And when we were rehearsing, 
bass riff, Ayanda kept playing this bass riff over and over again, and we were crying, mm. and we couldn't deal, and we started writing the song, and we played it for the first time at the New Myth release. New Myth, yeah. And it was dedicated to him. Uh, and uh, one of his nicknames was Maisel. He had many. <laughs> so on this dedication, we dedicated to him and to Shonisane Litole, uh, a good friend of ours who was killed at uh, Timbisa Hospital during yes. the corona crisis. Yes, and remember, justice for Shawnee is still going on, and we hope it comes in. In fact, tribute to Shawnee because he's the one who first introduced us. The great yeah. connector. Yes, the great connector. Yes. Great connector. <laughs> the brother moves on. The track is Maisel. The album, Shihi, who feeds you, owns you. It is available already. Five nine, amazing. What? Mazel, 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 not Mazel. Mazel, Beautiful. The brother moves on. She who feeds you owns you. Now you know. I wanted to pick up on what you said about touring in Europe, for instance. What is the difference that you find? Uh, uh, to, you know, doing festivals, concerts. Because um, you you seem to respond to that in saying, "I love it." Well, it's 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 not it's even less a uh, loving it more than here. I I gotta say, I, let's let's make clarity in the fact that the audience I'm more excited to play to is a South African audience. That is the best audience in the world, and that's not even just me personally. I've seen like international bands come here and play encore after encore after encore. Because they're just like, how do you know the song? <laughs> yeah, people sing along with yeah. instrumentals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. like, this is the best audience. It's just, I think, uh, also the transformation of the sector has meant that um, we it's not really fully transformed. It's also at times ageist. So you're coming into spaces where it's kind of difficult to connect with your audience and then connect with the space. And then people are like, it's not working. You're like, no, it's not, not that it's not working that you're not listening to the change and what's happened and how things work. And then you get that side and there's this non-ageist relation to who's where you're working with like venue to venue. It goes from 50-something-year-old project manager to 22-year-old picking you up from the airport. But it's not based on their personality. It's just that there's been such a tradition of this happening for so long that there's a network of festivals. So you're going town to town um, the, the the conditions are not something you're negotiating every time there's a basic condition in relation and uh, the fees are not just based on the fees at the door if your publishing is sorted if everything else is sorted you start earning like on a very different scale to just only the performance fee and it teaches you how this music thing is supposed to be and we're a building country so there's like opportunity for us to do that it's not to say that it's something that's not possible but what you're finding is a very rigid relation to you speaking back to power to be like, um, why is this not artist-centric? Like, why, yes. why, why are artists in the most weirdest squalor space of the, of the facilities, you know? And it's not that people are asking for the most plush VIP relations, but it's just like some sense of respecting the craft and letting that relate to the production and why everyone is happy to be there because everyone is actually truly happy to be there 
and that's at times where it's lacking and it's not at every venue let's not say that yes but it's it's a recurring problem and that makes you seem like the problem child but yeah it's actually at times that and we say it a lot as artists we just feel really disrespected at times and that's probably why i asked that question i wanted i wanted you to share from your experience because it's certainly something i've observed having traveled as well as obviously being at a lot of events and performing as well we really need to address the culture we have here. Um, and as you say, so often it is the artists are almost at the bottom of of the pecking order, but they are the reason why people are going, are, are paying. Mm-hmm. They're, the, they're the reason why people are going. So I think, and again, it's it's what somebody said to me about a WOMAD, Peter Gabriel's festival last year. I mean, uh, uh, that last week. Mm-hmm. But Peter Gabriel, the WOMAT festivals internationally, everybody is treated the same. It doesn't matter whether you're Yosu and Dua or whether you're a youngster who's just started. You put in the same hotel. You uh, yeah. given equivalent uh, 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 backstage rooms. Yep. You know, Yosu doesn't come and get a fancier room. Then the brother moves on. You yep. get the equivalent. Yep. And it's about saying that everyone is as important and that it is focused on the comfortability of, of what you give to your artists to to support getting the best out of the performance. Most definitely. And, you know, but also I've got to put a note, as you become a mature artist, you also start realizing it's not the production team's fault that this is all happening. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so younger you arrives already peed off by the situation, but, like, it's, I think, a note to be put out there to young artists to, like, realize it's it's sort of like when you're fighting a hospital. It's not all the nurses in that system who are causing it to be that havoc. Yes. And there's got to be a humanist relation to how we relate to these problems as well and not just the anger and disgust of how it's supposed to be. And, and on that note, yeah, and I touched on it earlier, this, this element of protest... Um, did you, I mean, as an artist, have you always been somebody who says, like, you know, let me use my craft, let me use my art for making a difference? Hmm. Or do you think that is something that evolved in you? In matric, I wrote in one of the Croxley books, you know, those black ones with the red um, spines. I wrote, I want an international art career of national importance and it was fueled by the idea that I really really want art centers in um, the spaces that we play in you know in the East Rand and the West Rand Um, because if that was there you'd have 10 to 15 brother moves on at this moment you know it's happened over time that things are starting to mushroom but it would be moving at such a rapid rate that this relation of exporting the arts would be something that would be a GDP conversation and not something minuscule. So I don't see the arts as like the leftovers. I see it as a holding space for a lot of people who don't know where they want to go next. And I see it also as a place because we've been such a country of excellence, of exporting so much amazing art. And that export, it doesn't mean internationally as well. Like, do you know how difficult it is for a Gauteng artist to get to the Eastern Cape or the Western Cape or Bonokwane or export means being able to start realizing that we can export nationally and create a network here. And that's what we're trying to ask for. 
And in fact, that's a really important point because often what you find in the other centres is they don't... We become almost blasé in Joburg. Oh, what's, who's playing this week? Oh, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday Whereas you go to the Northern Cape and it's like people are so excited that you came there. You know? Yeah. So it's amazing that you say that because we've been having a long conversation with the Northern Cape. Okay. <laughs> Yay, Northern yeah, Cape! About a, a long time about this yes. of, of like getting us down there, you know? Yes, exactly that. Yes, that this music wasn't made for like London Jazz Festival is getting on the fifteenth of November, but it wasn't made for London Jazz Festival. Yes, you know, it was made for Moratella Park. It was made for <laughs> Joy of Jazz. It was yes. made for. Uh, Played in Tembisa, played in Soweto, played in Katlehong, played in Attridgeville. It's it's made for here. Yeah, there's a great understanding of what it's doing and what it's referencing. It's not to say we don't appreciate being able to travel. And to take the message. To take the message across. Yes. That, because that's been something that is also part of the South African tradition. Yes. But it's also to realize that it's it's important and it's, it has to be important to South African artists that this music also gets around here at home. But have you ever found a challenge um, because... You know, I, I, I'm thinking of the industry and I'm thinking of various sectors of the industry and what I've ex- seen over the years is, oh, that's too deep for us. Hey, we, I, for a while we thought maybe we were being a bit too woke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it does, does feel like that at times. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like um, if it have more people uh, like Nikki where they would play more of, you know, Sort of our music, it would it would become a you know much more easier and we would be more heard and you know yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know. Yeah. But again, when I play it, you see the result. I mean, as I said, yeah. you have been yeah. playing yeah. Yeah. by Akala, the first single of this album, the last few weeks, yeah, and literally every time I play it, people are going crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Yeah. so it, it's almost that. That's when I want to turn around and say, "You see, you see, yeah. book these guys, book <laughs> these guys." You know what I'm yeah, saying? Man. Because uh, the people have spoken. You know, mm-hmm. and. But I think times are changing, and I think COVID also impacted a lot. And the youngsters are amazing. I, I was blown away by the youngsters' like reception of like what at that time I thought we were a bit too work. It was the youngsters I'd meet in Brown would be like, "Yo, brother moves on." Yes. Ah, yeah, I I'd be like, "Okay, they get it." Oh, I, I thought it was. Ah, oh, I, I thought okay. Thought it was old people's yeah, music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when the friends couldn't get babysitters anymore, and the shows were still having people who were various. And it was Prasteve who said, "Like, it was the last show we did with Prasteve?" He said, "Thank you guys. I, I haven't played in a show with such a variant of audience. Yes. Keep that up." Yes, Steve Dyer. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You know, and that's the thing is that the the brother moves on audience is not a homogenous blob. Yes, you know? it's, and, and uh, no ageist as you no, spoke about no, earlier. No ageist. Yes. You know, leave, leave this behind when you're coming for yes. this one. You know, it's 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 really trying to be an open platform, an ever evolving conversation where people can be like, why she he? Why not them? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Why she he? Why not them? <laughs> there we go. Thank you so much. Brother moves on. Uh, some Piwe and Sia in the house with me. I'm going to play now Humba the Reprise. Please tell me something about the song. Humba and Lizio Yam is my dad's favorite song. Uh, on the first album, we did my mom's favorite song on a new myth. 
Yeah, so this one is my dad's favorite song. The beauty of this band is we can allow, you're allowed to bring a song and people are creative with it. So uh, the first part you'll hear is the one you'd hear at funerals, um, at uh, sporties, at <laughs> <laughs> when we are crying out to, to the heavens. And um, it's followed by our reprise of it in essence. Thank you so much. I love the arrangement on this one. Yes, the album She He Who Feeds You Owns You is available. You've got to get it. Wow. Yes. Kaya959 on the street, on the air, and of course, right now in the studio, the brother moves on. Sia, thank you for being here, as well as Simpiwe, thank you so much. You see what I'm saying about that arrangement? Wow. Humber, the reprise of the brand new album, She Who Feeds You Owns You. Now tell me, when is the album released? I said it's available, but it's actually not. Well, the pre-add. So you can pre-add it on your on your um, streaming apps. Uh, luckily, unlike our older ones, this one's going to be on your streaming apps. Yes. We can talk about that later. In fact, I just shared yeah. this on, yeah. on, on Facebook. Oh, thank you. Yes, yeah. yes. You know, but um, it's actually out on the 28th of October, which is amazing because when they came up with the date I was like this is touched because that's the day of my daughter's birthday oh beautiful yeah, so beautiful yeah. so you birthed another child on the same day but again it's because also I'm so pleased you came here to discuss it before you leave for all these amazing tours that are happening. No, here is here is important. Yes. You must realize we're, that's where, what we're a testament of, that this space we live in in Johannesburg, wherever you find yourself, East Rand, West Rand, um, whether you're in the South or the North, this place has an importance, and there's a spiritual importance also that we're sometimes a bit too busy to focus on. Yes. Mm. Talk about the spiritual importance, you know, there's this I, I noticed that nowadays people are calling it spiritual jazz um which for me is actually a, a, a if i have to like genres that's a genre that i particularly relate to when it comes to jazz yeah i just need a careful there on on it because it depends who's saying it you know yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because like even though the Europeans are touring, that have um, vocals and spirituals. See, I'm on You know, it's like <laughs> no, it's not spiritual. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, it gets it gets tricky and gets maybe a little bit into the world music space. But I do get why people need that that to differentiate and make sense of things. But it also just limits your ability to spiritually connect to things when you decide what's spiritual and what's not. Yes. You know, because Brenda's spiritual. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, um, what we know is gospel music is a different kind of spiritual as well. Yeah, I know. When you're getting yeah. down in that gospel Sunday, like, uh, dish cleanup, you know, at some point it gets jiggy. <laughs> it gets jiggy. When it gets really, it starts out sad and R&B, like, oh, this is sad. Oh, yeah. Yes. And in there, you're just in there in Kanye's church, even though no one likes Kanye. Yes. <laughs> Especially at the moment. <laughs> 
<laughs> but in a sense, I suppose I was making reference to that more. Like having worked with people like Shabaka, for instance. And again, somebody like Shabaka, I think he was making his music. And then somebody came and said, oh, that fits quite nicely into this new category. We've, we've given it a name. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and later on in the story, then they need to find an older person to liken you with. Yes. And they're saying you're carrying that person's tradition, and that's how they sell you. Yes. So there's, we must also just be, like, be careful. There's the music, the vocation, and music, the industry. Yes. And when you start just doing for the industry side, it loses any sense of vocation. So, yes. So that's where you have to find the balance. And Shabaka is one of the brilliant ones in being able to find that balance, you know. Yes, and I think there's others that are making music that fits into that category. If we have to, Tumi Mokhorosi, there we go. Malcolm Gianni's work, Tangin Dooley's work, Benjamin Jefter's work, Bogani Dyer's work, you know, Ndaba Zulu's work, and these are just like my contemporaries. Yeah, of course, Ndutuzo Makatini's work, which is why I'm I'm afraid when they say spirituals because you know Ndutuzo's in the spiritual. Yeah, no, that is the spiritual. It's my kind of spiritual. Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. So. You know, there's there's so many people who are beautifully tapped in to... Because that's the thing about our music, especially when you make it from this tradition. How can it not be spiritual? Yes. You know, it wasn't allowed to be something that was like... It was the drum that wasn't allowed to play. Yes. So when it's played, everyone has new feelings about it, you know? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I suppose it is about just... Uh, can I use the word unapologetically? Um Connecting to the essence, to the core, and expressing that. And reminding us. Yes. You know, reminding us of, of an essence. And that's why I like Joburg in the fact that, you know, it's not for Wood's 11 tribes. You know, it's, 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 as, as it's proof that the apartheid system had a bad idea of how this was going to all work out. Yes. And it's sometimes not celebrated enough, the cosmopolitan relation, and we get stuck in xenophobic corners and ways of viewing other African brothers and sisters as problems, you know? But it comes from that factor of, like, we're not celebrating. And that, when I was growing up, that was the greatest part about being from Johannesburg, was that it wasn't one thing. Yes. <laughs> you know, you'd yes. go to Davidson and something else yeah. was fashionable. You'd go to yeah. Sorrent and something else was fashionable, you know. And everybody comes from somewhere else yeah. or their parents yeah. came from somewhere so else. The, yeah, the music yes. was one of these really interesting things of like enjoying like the various ways that blackness could play itself out. Yes. You know? and, and that's, I think, something that's been lost in this new dispensation of, of viewing what we are is we're trying to homogenize and be one thing, you know. All those people that I mentioned, we don't play the same jazz and in inverted commas some of us have, have been fought for not playing jazz <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but there's a lessons there's a yes. lessons to that stuff you know it, it lives it lives in that space you know and even if sometimes you don't even like the music to be like this is not my type yes you get that that comes from that essence absolutely and in fact, talking about that and talking about the African connection, like with Bayakala, which I won't play today because I want to play other tracks. But for me, there's, there's like you're going to like desert blues vibe. You're going up to West Africa with that one. Well, that's going to be thanks to the World Show and Shonisani. You know, <laughs> we were listening to that track Timbuktu. I forget who the band who played it. Uh, um, and it was West African blues and Shonu played every weekend. Yes. And the World Show was the only thing that was playing it on radio. Yes. So we grew up on a lot of... Ali Fakature. Yeah, I, mean, I don't was think it, it was Ali Fakature. I'm, I'll, oh, sadly, I'll yes. it as we leave. But yes. <laughs> it's on that basis. It was just like... And we've grown up on that music as a staple in Kempton Park. 
So if you're seeing it come across as because no, I think a very like untested gem yet, and it's still gonna test itself is Elizabeth Temple because his guitaring has so many places it goes to. Yes, and in fact, even as you said that, there's even those elements in other songs, even if they have like a strong South African identity, that little bit of West African. Desert Blues comes in. <laughs> so, Zweli, big up to you. Yeah, yeah, big up, Makonga. Yes. <laughs> Let's hear another track, Pulling. Uh, this one I like because it's like, it's old school, going back to, you know, the stuff my mom played me. <laughs> Thank you, mom. Yes. <laughs> my well, late we're talking mom. about Zelizwe. So this, yes. This is, this is the track. So, Zelizwe, I wasn't sure of having my, he's my little brother. So, I wasn't sure of having my little brother in the band and whether I was just doing it because we're family the first time he played me this song I was 100% sure I was going to make music with this guy for a very long time because it was so mature and beyond his years as well yeah um but he was able to just like write a song that was quintessentially South African and has been my favorite quintessential South African track until two weeks ago when I heard him tunes in Vuvu play another one Oh, okay. Change that, but okay, that's but a, that's a big being it still soon. was your yeah. top top no, of no, the pop. No, no, it's number two. It's number yes. Two. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's going down the charts. Yeah, I mean, too much music. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the brother moves on the album. She who feeds you owns you. This one is pulling. I know you're gonna love it as much as I do. Oh, I need another hour of this world show so we can carry on here. Absolutely beautiful, but I'll play it again in future. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about soulfulness. Yeah, that song. Pulling is the name of the song, the extended version. She he who feeds you, owns you, is the name of the album. Of course, it is The Brother Moves On. Thank you, Sia and Simpiwe, for joining us on the World Show to celebrate this release and your up-and-coming national and international tour. Thank you, Mrs. Nicky. Yes. Thank you so much. Before I let you go, I've got one more track. But I wanted to know, the title... Where does it come from? So, um, the upright man or the upright president, uh, Thomas Sankara, who was actually murdered, his anniversary of his murder was yesterday, uh, the 15th of October. Um, uh, Thomas was one of the most amazing uh, presidents. The stories my dad would tell of how he got the unemployed young to build a railway line from one side of his country to the other, how he was pro-women's liberation before it was fashionable to be how he got all his government ministers to give in their fancy luxury cars for small little French uh, dinky-dinks to drive around town, how if you were in the government you had to wear clothing that was made in the country. So he was, he was one of the amazing ones and um, he went to the Organization of African Unity and said, uh, he who feeds you owns you in what was heavy colonialist times and weeks later he was murdered. So uh, understanding his... Uh, pro-liberation uh, and pro-feminist liberation uh, thinkings uh, we thought to play with that title and call it She Who Feeds You Owns You so it was less of the gender dynamic um, in a dialectic but more about the idea that he was always for that and so them who feed you own you absolutely yeah. 
Thank you for feeding us incredible Most music. Definitely. Please come through on the 28th of October to the Parktown local, the local grill. Uh, come through, come get fed music and food and enjoy yourself. Uh, we'll be playing the full album. Fantastic. And wherever you are in the country or the world, check out the schedule for this, uh, this upcoming tours on the Brother Moves on social media. Most definitely. Yeah. You can check it on uh, Instagram. It's TBMO Music. Uh, on Facebook, it's The Brother Moves On. Thank you so much for coming. This song, I think it's my current favorite of the album. This one is so beautiful. Itumaling Revisited. <laughs> stunning, stunning, stunning. What a beautiful way to end the feature. And of course, Brother George Maniosi is up next, jazzing it up, uh, keeping it in the jazzy vein with some beautiful, beautiful tracks. Whatever else you do this week, make sure that you keep shining and, of course, keep it kaya. Sunday from 6 to 9 p.m. on Kaya 959.